You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday afternoon. Now, I'm super excited to welcome back to the studio the one and the only, Cruzy McCalligan. How are you doing, Cruz? Hi, I'm good. It's nice to be back here. It smells clean, fresh. Yes, we made sure we've disinfected. Clean as the studio's ever been, if we're being honest. <laughs> That's right. Well, they can, maybe the listeners can also go on the Facebook and, and see you and perhaps see how clean the studio is. Uh, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3, and you'll be able to see and also hear uh, Cruz there. So, Cruz, what have you got for us uh, this afternoon? We're talking about blame. And I think this is, it's quite a loaded concept today, but I think it's applying to a lot of stuff we're all going through. Everyone's emotions are running quite high. And I thought, okay, these are some things I need to work on in myself. So I thought, well, let me share some of that journey with our listeners. Um, it sounds a little bit, a little bit crunchy today, but we're going to be talking a little bit about blame and the blame game, um, because I think it is something that we're, we're, we're kind of in a culture of blame at the moment and and like blaming and like when we think about blaming we're talking about the fine art of making others responsible for all the difficult things that happen to us right and and it's something that our modern society seems to support as perfectly acceptable um to blame others or blame other people all the time um, and of course we've got reality tv shows now and you know you've got scenes of one character blaming another one and newspapers are full of stories about how all of society's problems are blame. You know, you can blame this politician, blame this group of people, blame this thing, and it, blame the government. Yeah, exactly. And and it's that blame, blame, blame. And there's reasons we do it, and there's psychological reasons we do it. But um, and and some of the reasons we do it are um, why do we why do we blame? Um, is because it's really easy. It's really really easy to assign blame to other people, right? And and of course, it's this idea of a status. Like we have a deep need for a sense of identity in ourselves it's a very human thing and one way that we do this is through social comparison so you're like okay i am like them i'm not like them so that's who i am right um and of course a part of this if we peck our, put us peck ourselves if we place ourselves in a pecking order then we can feel more important and have a greater sense of control um and of course one of the other reasons we blame is that we're projecting something we feel bad about something we've done so we try to project that feeling onto somebody else blaming others they're the ones who really did it, it wasn't my fault um um, explaining something that's another reason we do it because when something goes wrong we have a deep need to explain why it went wrong what triggered it happening um, and of course one of the way of finding cause is just say someone else did it someone else's fault it's not my fault and this is um this is a very common approach in organizations where you have like a blame culture um, where a, a, someone has to be assumed at fault for every problem or in every issue um, and of course the other reason we may blame is we're defending so we're defending ourselves so we're trying to suggest someone else has done it we're attacking sometimes we're attacking someone to move attention away from ourselves it's like a bit of a survival mechanism um but of course is it really helpful is it actually helpful blaming someone for something you know do you do you like do you do you find that in your life you you ever assign blame oh, i assign it to my husband uh, a lot <laughs> oh, i didn't want to admit to it but yeah sometimes i do that and it's precisely that it's not really taking responsibility yeah. oh you know oh like we go out and there's no water bottle for our daughter guppy it's like well why didn't you pack it and you, you know it's not his it's not just his responsibility uh, i could have packed the yeah the, the water and we have bottle. really lovely husbands so that we shouldn't even really be it's it's too easy that's the I problem know. it's too easy to blame them but then, but is it really? Is it really? Um, is it really helpful? Is it really helpful to to play the blame game? If you know, if you want to talk about it that way, and it's not, it's not really that helpful to play the blame game. And um, they have a really good. I have a really good metaphor for this. So if I find, I've got a hundred things I to know. say today. You have, <laughs> if you're on Facebook Live, you see I've like got this like 
temple of temple of notes around me. So, um, so let's give an example. So a fisherman is heading home at dusk, and the river is very narrow. And suddenly, another boat is headed straight for him, coming faster and faster and faster in this very narrow, 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 narrow river. And he gets really upset, and he starts to yell, like, "Watch out! What the hell are you doing? Like, get out of my way! We're going to crash!" Um, but the other boat crashes into him anyway, and then he's furious and he just keeps yelling and yelling like what were you thinking you've crashed into my boat until he realizes there's no one piloting the other boat there's no captain in the boat there's no one steering the boat it's an empty boat right and so now he feels even more upset because he's got no one to blame okay and this is this is like a good metaphor for our lives our lives are full of empty boats coming towards us most of them are empty sometimes there is somebody who's at fault i'm not saying there's never anyone at fault but a lot of the time our mind clouds our perceptions and we want to try and find the pilot who's the person that was supposed to be you know and if there's no one on the boat who let the boat go empty you know who is the person i want to blame and of course this is a real thing for us when we think about we think about what does that actually mean what in the blame game what does that give me what you know what do i what, what do, do i gain, gain from, from this um and the fact is nobody nobody wins the blame game and i have so many quotes today um you know <laughs> i have so many quotes today um and one of the reasons um the one of the reasons we say this is like okay so this is the sort of things you stand to lose from playing the blame game first is your personal growth so blame is a defense any time we spend defending ourselves is a part-time job and that shuts us down from other people you lose your power when you blame other people because you're actually making yourself powerless if you think about it if everyone else is something is everyone else's all the things that go wrong is someone else's fault then you have no control so you've got no power right um another one is you lose your empathy if you uh use blame to avoid being accountable for things you're also speaking truthfully about how you feel and you know you're avoiding that you're avoiding that truthfulness about your actual situation um you can't have very healthy relationships if you play the blame game all the time that's why we've got some things to work on <laughs> but, um, <laughs> not in our relationship yeah, we're no, pretty we're good about, yeah. we're pretty good no it's me and you're pretty yeah, good we don't but, um, blame anybody <laughs> <laughs> um you, you also lose a little bit of your positive influence on others and on yourself as well because um blame has been found by a recent study to be contagious so if you blame those around you are more likely to then turn and blame others for things so they've done studies on this and they've actually seen let me just grab my my scientific notes um, they found that uh, participants were more likely to develop a self-image protection goal after reading an article featuring an agent who blames others rather than taking responsibility so to explain that basically even though we know it's wrong to blame someone and if you saw it in action you would think oh my god i can't believe they just blamed someone else for the thing that they've done the the reality is it is this contagious idea and we when we see it in action it reminds us that it's an option so we may have forgotten that we, you know, like we're like, I've got, I'm really accountable. I take responsible for everything. I'm responsible for everything I do. And then you see someone going, it was their fault. And you go, oh my goodness, that's an option. I could have just said it was someone else's fault. That's actually the psychology of how it works. That's why they say. It's so contagious. It's contagious. And we're seeing that now when we're looking at the stuff around the social media absolutely and we're looking at this thing around around the coronavirus and what that's meaning for like huge groups of people um, and are being blamed for the kind of food that they eat the kind of food that they eat that the, their hygiene practices where they are what they're doing everyone we're regarding ev whole groups of people with so much suspicion and it's so destructive to who we are that is not who we are as you know a society or as a community and we're doing it and not to mention it's racist it's very very racist it's incredibly racist and it's not the first time that this has been happening so you know and it's amazing because out outbreaks especially like coronavirus have often been attributed to marginalized groups in society or 
others, right? And um, it doesn't matter, like, you know, they've even, and especially uh, Asian Americans right now are experiencing this a lot um, in the States. And they're saying that, you know, it doesn't matter how long they've lived in America, um, they're, they're considered sort of forever foreigners and they're seen as blamed for importing diseases. And, you know, and it's 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 a really ridiculous concept, especially from the Western world, when colonialism, which is how the Western world came to be, spread so much disease and wiped out, wiped out whole populations. populations of people who yes. had been there millennia before white man, right? So it's, it's, it's already a flawed argument in and of itself. And it's, you know, it's, it goes back centuries. We've been doing this for a really long time. And, um, you know, in the 1300s, people thought the bubonic plague came from the Jewish community. And in the 1800s, typhoid was thought to be spread by the Irish. And in the 1900s, the influenza pandemic was blamed on Germans. It doesn't matter, like, what you're saying, but of course, the minute that you that people are, are doing this, you create a, a perceived risk around people and you have to find fault. But it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of energy to 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 assign that blame to other people and not to like not that we're, you know, like you're not personally, neither of us is personally responsible for the spread of the coronavirus. But you're trying to look at what you can actually do in a moment to contribute to something rather than uh, just finding scapegoats. You exactly. know, you're just finding scapegoats all the time. And I had a really good, um, I had a really good quote about that actually, and it was saying the easiest hunt, the easiest hunt is the hunt for the scapegoat. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they called scapegoats as well? Oh, because I yes. looked this up. It was like once upon a time you would have. Um, it was a. I'm going to muddle this, and I apologize. People who are like history buffs listening, they're like, "That is incorrect." Well, okay, I'm I'm half remembering the story I read yesterday. So it was basically you had two goats, and you'd sacrifice one, and then you'd let the other one go. But you'd like, you know, I don't know, something like that. And it was the escaped goat. Yes. And so it's the scapegoat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Something like, that's a half-baked answer. Yes. But that was pretty much um, what I remember it being. Because in Chinese, it's called Daijou Goyang. And it means that the, the goat that got sacrificed. Oh, right. Well, that makes sense then. Yes. Okay, yes, so, so maybe I've half-remembered correctly. No, yes, very, very um, well. Um, there's a really interesting book as well, actually, that I was started reading called a Scapegoat, A History of Blaming Other People that was written by this author called Charlie Campbell. Um, and he he does a sort of, they call it a panoramic, panoramic survey of humanity's tendency to blame others um, to um, buck up your ideas, basically. Um, and he and Charlie Campbell, the, the author of this book, he believes that few of us have anyone but ourselves to blame for what befalls us. Um, but we don't ever listen, right? We don't ever listen to that concept. And he, the, the author goes on to explain that our, our unending need to pin the rap on someone else is a pattern of behavior that has always been with us. It's always been part of who we are, it reflects a deep and universal human need for purification and expiation. And the one thing that we will not do under any circumstances is accept ourselves as who we are. And it's actually in, in a very polarizing way we always need to have someone to thank and someone to blame and that's kind of god and the devil right like it's a real it's a real you know it's a real tenet of the human condition <laughs> yin and yang yeah it's it's like we've got one or the other like you can't it's not you it's yeah. either this or that you know it's either god's plan or the devil made me do it right so it's quite an interesting concept in that way but he's he talks um this author charlie campbell talks about these things all the time and he says that you know everyone from you know marx blamed everything on capitalism freud blamed everything on sex um dawkins blamed everything on religion and um he goes into this two of the most reliable scapegoats in his book is talk, talking about uh jews and women and of course uh on the question of jewish people who have been like throughout history persecuted, blamed, stereotyped into oblivion so that when Hitler came around, it wasn't a big 
hop, skip and a jump to get everyone on side with him to think about this group of people in that way to blame them for so much. so much. They've exactly. been through so much. And he also talks a huge amount about women and how we blame women for things. And, and we do. We have a whole society of blaming women for things all the time. And if you're a woman, you come under more scrutiny than anyone else. And Starting with Eve. You know, starting with, with Eve, actually. Evil. Actually, that's completely true. That's exactly it. And and we so we, we already have this thing of, you know, that that you know we the fall of mankind was because a woman <laughs> because a woman blame the woman it was her fault yeah. um she was just encouraging men to eat some more fruit we all do that now anyway <laughs> i'm constantly constantly sneaking mandarins into my husband's bag <laughs> and, uh, so i mean like, you know is that really such a bad thing um but you know the real the real shock of this the, the, of his book and the points he was making which are extremely valuable and and very true was that far from wanting him to um, wanting you to scapegoat those who have hunted and killed their own scapegoat? So rather than going after people who blame others, like oh well, he was blaming him, so I, you know, he mustn't be good, so I've got to go after him, which obviously creates a terrible spiral of destruction. He wants us to admit our own instinctive need for presuming its superiority over everyone who is not you. And it's that idea that if you if you do this, you realise that everyone else you know, must want to feel superior to you too. And if we all think we're superior, we actually must all be the same. And if we're all the same, we're either all of us or none of us scapegoats, right? It's a message inequality. And that's what this virus is also teaching us is that, you know, a virus doesn't discriminate it, you know, so Doesn't why think, are we? I'm going to target somebody in I'm China. Just, yeah. it, you know, it can get <laughs> any one of us at Absolutely. any one point. Yes. And so it's like, it's a real, um, you know, it's like you don't... I've got a couple of quotes here as well. So you've got um, Gillian Juice who said, you do not blame your shadow for the shape of your body. Just the same. Do not blame others for the shape of your experience, right? Um, um, John, uh, John Burroughs said, you can get discouraged many times, but you are not a failure until you begin to blame somebody else and stop trying. Um, I think there's an, a, one that I have. It's a very, very old quote from Titus Livius, a Roman historian, who um, he discussed blame shifting in the distant past, um, saying it was not a good thing to do. And he said, men are only clever at shifting blame from their own shoulders to those of others. Like that was kind of that's that's that, that's the be all and end all of what they're actually capable of doing. Um, Frederick Nietzsche said, what can everyone do? praise and blame this is human virtue and it's human madness like it's the only two things we can are really capable of doing um deepak chopra obviously wise guy uh he said when you blame and criticize others you are avoiding some truth about yourself which is also very true very very true and i think it's one of those things where we, we're looking now at the kind of rhetoric and language that is coming out about this virus and about who's handling it properly and if they're not handling it properly and where is it and why aren't they doing this and these people didn't do this you think it's very easy to get swept up in that. It's very easy to go, well, it's their fault that this is the way it is. Is that productive to anybody? It's, it's really not. It's not productive to anybody to, to play this, this, this blame game. It makes me really think of also uh, my commute to work sometimes that, you know, if, if, if I'm running a bit late, it's because I'm running a bit late, not because somebody was in my way on the escalator, not because the door closed too, too, too soon. <laughs> yeah. And I should really take responsibility for my action rather than tutting at somebody who's just... Sort of <laughs> Tut, tut, tutting. Yeah, I do that. I do a lot of tut, tut, tutting. Yeah. I'm a big tutter. Yeah. I'm a big tutter. But it, like, what does it, what does it really um, achieve? It just makes you feel more stressed in the situation. It does. It just makes you feel more stressed in the situation. And I've got some pointers here for how we can avoid, how we can avoid shifting blame, because it's good for us to try and work on ourselves. Um, 
And so the first point that is, is one of the reasons that is to avoid um, shifting blame is to firstly take a deep breath. Take a, take a deep breath. Something bad's happened. You're running late to work. Some, it's not great. It's not a great situation. But, you know, that's it's happened. Um, so if it's going to trigger a defensive reaction from you, try to catch yourself in that moment. And before you react to anyone or say anything, take a deep breath and identify that feeling and why you want to shift the blame. Um, and do you want to shift the blame because you're embarrassed? Are you scared? Do you feel inadequate? Whatever it is. And then just let it go. Okay? That's easier said than done, but in, in theory. Um, secondly, you could reframe it as an opportunity to learn. So no one has gotten anywhere in life without experiencing some major failures along the way, right? So, I mean, it's like one of those things, I tell myself this if I get a parking ticket. I'm like, well, I will learn from this experience. I rarely do, but <laughs> I always seem to forget. But, you know, it's that concept again of, you know, like, okay, how can I learn from this experience? How can I try and put myself in someone else's shoes? How must they be feeling? Where am I meeting them on their hero's journey today that they've come across me, right? And all it's that all about empathy and just, you know, maybe that person's been through a really bad day and something's happened we don't know so it's okay to be a bit more empathetic i absolutely. try to remind myself that too. absolutely yeah we all we all have to remind ourselves and and if we do shift the blame apologize you know and and that's a huge thing a yeah. lot of us are really terrible at doing that anyway but you know you're still learning to accept the blame for mistakes you've made and um, we're going to slip up but your first instinct will be to direct attention away from yourself if you do something wrong and if you do say something like for example i will use a husband example like why didn't you come home earlier go to bed earlier finish that thing i said which has now resulted in like not having any bananas at home or whatever it is oh, this I'm huge like blame i constructed terrible. the blame spiral I've right i've got to check myself how i speak to him as well <laughs> why do you always it's yeah like, oh. why do you always it is your fault that this thing happened even though you weren't in the house at the same time but i am a very clever lady and i will link all of the things that have led to this moment <laughs> but anyway if we think about that so if we've done that, just face up to it and just apologize for it after the fact. Like, I'm sorry, I was angry because we didn't have any bananas left in the house. So I lashed out at you by blaming you for your existence, yeah. contributing to that fact or whatever it is. And the next thing is, is to just keep things in perspective. You know, sometimes we can mess up spectacularly, but also we're often guilty of making mountains out of molehills. And a lot of us, we're all so self-conscious. I, I have a theory that we have an epidemic of self-consciousness in the world at the moment in the western developed world where we we just blow things, we out, blow of things out of proportion we, we feel like all eyes are on us all the time and we're always being assessed who do you align with are you with party a party b are you this kind of person what's your opinion on this and we we feel like we're being disseminated by those around us all the time and social media has a lot to do with that it creates a lot of a lot of groups a lot of opinions but we, we do that in ourselves every day in the way we go about our lives and we whether we interact with people the way we should be or not and it's you know it's at the end of the day we're all people it's okay and um at the moment in hong kong we've got a horrible scary situation a scary virus but we're really clever and we're really hard working and you know it's time to bring back the lion rock spirit <laughs> yeah it is and it's not about saying well you don't have it you don't have a lion rock spirit and because you don't have a lion rock spirit you're not this is why everything's gone wrong everyone has to feel the same way but i think it's just a case of examining yourself what can i do to help other people yeah. keep myself safe and just be a good person and exactly. and and then and rather than wasting a lot of energy blaming a lot of people for something that is just it's just hot air really mm. blame is not very productive so that was that's blame <laughs> in Beautiful. a tiny teeny tiny nutshell it's not a nutshell that was like yeah. a really big nut 
That was a huge nut. That was a fruit. (laughs) Well, Cruz, I learned so much from you. I'm sure our listeners did as well. Uh, What a wonderful topic and so topical as well because sometimes we don't really think about uh, taking responsibility for our our own actions. It's much easier to to blame somebody else when something's gone wrong. It's true. Not to look in, okay, uh, fruit for thought. Fruit for thought. I have a couple more quotes if you want a couple more quotes. Um, So I found the actual full quote of the one I really liked. So Dwight Eisenhower said, the search for the scapegoat is the easiest of all hunting expeditions, which is a very good one. I really like it in full. Um, uh, And another quote from Shannon Alder said, "Uh, people that have trust issues only need to look in the mirror they will meet the one person that will betray them the most which is a bit it's a bit grim but that's cool um victor hugo famous author said the guilty one is not he who commits the sin but the one who causes the darkness which i think is also very very deep very deep he was a smart guy victor hugo you know you know like when it's just like too smart you're like no one's ever gonna be as smart as this guy again that's how i feel about like da vinci anyway um rudyard kipling said um i never made a mistake in my life at least never one that i couldn't explain away afterwards (laughs) (laughs) which is very good and uh, Lewis Neiser said, when a man points the finger at somebody else, he should remember that three of his fingers are pointing at himself. Yes. Which is I, true. We're yeah. doing that. If yes. you actually do a point, if you do a point, point, at point at someone, your fingers are pointing at yourself. Yeah. That's one of my favorite ones. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Oh, Cruz, thank you so much for your sharing this week. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope our listeners did uh, as well. If you missed the beginning of this, you can always go back to the Facebook Live and uh, watch the video. And, of course, uh, these uh, segments will be on our podcast on the RTHK website. Uh, Meanwhile, thank you very much indeed for your time, Cruz. And I look forward to uh, seeing you again uh, next week, I hope. Hopefully, uh, this will be the end of the coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, situation. Thank you very much.